Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lynch, and today is Rant Tuesday. For those of you that are new to the show, Rant Tuesday is where I share my thoughts, feelings, and opinions about a particular topic I am in desperate need to rant about. Now, before we get on to today's topic... I need to preface a few things. Okay, so firstly, I'm very sorry that this episode is coming out a bit later in the afternoon rather than the morning. I've had a bit of an interesting week. Um, For those of you that have been following my Insta stories, I had a bit of a breakdown last week. My mental state was not good. I think it just kind of, I think it's been like slowly getting worse, getting worse. But then last week, it just really just hit a wall and I was just stuck and I just felt down. So yeah, my mental state was not good last week, but I'm slowly working on it. I went to the doctor last week, which that in itself is so hard to do when you have a breakdown, when you are really struggling with with your mental health and you force, it's literally like you're forcing yourself to go to the doctor because when you're in a good state of mind, you think, oh, no, 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 I don't need to go to the doctor. It's not that bad anymore. I'm fine. I'm fine. But then when you're in a bad state of mind, every single little thing that you need to do is just so much effort that you can't even book to book a doctor's appointment. So I'm very, very fortunate and lucky that I have such a beautiful partner, Daniel. He booked my doctor's appointment for me because I think if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have booked an appointment. Or if it wasn't for him, I would have just canceled the appointment the minute I felt good. So I think that's always so important is when you have a breakdown, you need that person in your corner to say, no, you need to get help. Because when you're alone, you just think, oh, no, it's fine. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll be fine. You know, I'm just exaggerating. I'm just making up shit. Whereas when you have someone there, a loved one, whether that be a parent or a friend or a partner, whatever, they see you in all your angles, but it's not persuaded by your mental health. If that makes sense. I don't know. But yeah, so I greatly appreciate all the messages I've been receiving from many of you that are concerned about my mental health. I did get an increase in my dosage of antidepressants. So that's been doubled. I did feel a little bit foggy over the weekend, but I'm feeling good now, which happy about, but the doctor did say I definitely do have anxiety and depression, which it's not a surprise to be honest. And I think I was actually feeling frustrated and angry, which I can understand why, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, the doctor I saw, she was actually was great. She was really, really great. She asked me many, many questions because 
she was trying to see if I'm possibly bipolar or if I'm possibly on the autism spectrum. And she said, I'm definitely from what she has understood from my quest from my answers. She believes I'm definitely not um, bipolar or autistic, but during that though, as she was asking me all these questions and I was thinking, oh, is she going to finally find something that's going to define why I act the way I act? Am I going to finally be able to understand why is it I act go from one extreme to another in my emotions and I react so easily to things? So it was a bit frustrating when she said I wasn't a particular label. I know she did say I have anxiety and depression, but I already knew that though. And it was like as if I was just like, no, no, I need a label. I need something that labels the way that I feel. I need something that labels what I am, what I do, just so I don't feel crazy. Because I often just feel crazy all the time. And I hate that word. I hate using crazy, but that's literally how I feel so often. And yeah, it was just a really interesting experience being there and being with a doctor that actually was good. There was no body shaming, none of that, you know, like, oh, you need to lose weight. That's why you're depressed because I've had that before. But it was interesting that I was frustrated because I just wanted a word or to just describe this is why you are the re this is why you are like this. This is why your behavior is like this. And I know anxiety and depression do clearly describe how I feel and how I have been acting pretty much my entire life. But I think because I've always been I think because I've had anxiety and depression for so long, I just felt like, no, there's more to this. There's more to this. So that was really hard trying to accept the fact like you don't have this new label that's going to define your behavior because I don't know. I've been wanting that for so long. I just want like something to just define. Anyway, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. If that does relate to you, please send me a DM because I felt so I felt so odd me saying after the appointment saying to my partner I wish she had told me I was something because I just feel like all these parts of me is 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 a, there's a reason to all that and it just makes me feel like am I just exaggerating things and I it's anyway <laughs> I won't go on and on about it. Otherwise, I'll just go into this whole new minefield and I'll be very, very confused. But if you if you yourself have these struggles, please send me a DM just so I don't feel so lost and alone and frustrated with my mental health. So please feel free to send me a DM and rant with me about it because, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's a bloody minefield. And now there's also something else I would like to mention before we get on to today's topic, and that is a big fucking thank you to everyone that has sent me messages people that have people that have shared their stories in the comments section of social media about last week's episode and for those of you that missed it last week's episode was about skinny clothing and how so often many of us will just keep our skinny clothing in hopes that we will lose weight and just magically fit into these clothes and how stupid it is that we do this because it purposely makes us feel shit about ourselves and yeah I received so many so many lovely messages and comments so I just really big big thank you to you all for connecting to my story of 
keeping my skinny clothes and ridding some of them and then finding more of them. It was really nice that I'm not alone in that. So huge thank you. And since I had such a great reaction, I do want to start a little challenge, I think, for the podcast. So for now on, this is a challenge for you all. When you are listening to the Nasty Woman Club podcast, I want you to share with me where in the world you are listening to the podcast on your Instagram stories. Because I have listeners from not just all across Australia, but all across the world. And it's just so fascinating to see where all of you are listening to, you know, my little show. So I want to have a little challenge where if you post on your Instagram stories, you listening to my show, each week on the podcast, I will give a shout out to a particular personal page. And the shout out will be mentioned not only on the podcast, but also on the Instagram grid. So if you want to participate in this challenge, take a photo of you listening to the podcast on your Instagram stories. Make sure you tag the Nasty Woman Club, which is at the Nasty Woman Club. And yes, and you may be given a little shout out on the Nasty Woman Club podcast and Instagram grid. So yes, get sharing away. Because yeah, I want to see where you guys are listening because otherwise it just feels like I'm just talking into a microphone in my messy office and I'm just talking to myself. (laughs) So let's hope it's not just that. Anyway, that is it for my little rant, ramble, intro kind of thing for the pod. I think it's time we get on to today's topic for Rant Tuesday. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, my lovelies, today's topic for Rant Tuesday is the very problematic lingerie giant Victoria's Secret and their desperate attempt at being hashtag woke, hashtag women empowerment, hashtag girl boss, hashtag diversity, hashtag inclusive. Yeah. We're going to talk about Victoria's Secret and their latest marketing campaign, VS Collective. Now, before we get onto the latest campaign, I do want to give a little brief history on Victoria's Secret. So the key thing that has been a big problem for Victoria's Secret is their lack of diversity and inclusion, in particular with plus size models and transgender models. Victoria's Secret was really in a shitstorm in 2018 when their chief marketing officer, Ed Razek, said that transsexual and plus-size models shouldn't be cast as Victoria's Secret angels because the show is a fantasy and these type of models don't reflect the Victoria's Secret mold. Yes, and as you can imagine, the world was not happy with that. And then in 2019, Victoria's Secret hired 
their first openly trans model, which is Valentina Samperio. But the guy, the chief marketing officer that dissed transgender and plus size models, he decided to resign several days after Valentina was hired. Yeah. And now it seems Victoria's Secret is trying to rebrand themselves. Like, it's like they're giving themselves a feminist makeover. Like, hey guys, check us out. We're woke now. And look, okay, I'm going to put my cynicism, my skepticism aside for a second and talk about there are some positives. I'm, there's like, you know, a bit of positives in this little makeover. So what's happened is that Victoria's Secret is now renaming themselves as Victoria's Secret and Co. And they also have this new marketing campaign called VS Collective. So I'm guessing they're not doing angels anymore and they're just having people representing VS Collective. And some of these women include the trans model that I mentioned earlier, Valentino Sepeo. We also have, you know, the incredibly talented Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Basically, these women are meant to represent the unique backgrounds, interests, and passions that Victoria's Secret is now focusing on. So, you know, we got a model that's a refugee. We have someone that is a equality advocate. We have professional sports players. We have a body advocate. We have an entrepreneur actor. We have an LGBTQIA plus activist. So it's just meant to represent a variety of different perspectives. That's what this campaign is meant to be all about. And another positive thing that has also come out with this new makeover for Victoria's Secret is that they now have a new board of directors and six of the seven members are women. Okay, that's me being positive, okay? This isn't enough. <laughs> I know, Victoria's Secret, you're trying to be woke. You're trying to be what we want you, what we as a society want you to be. But uh, I'm still not happy. I'm still not happy. And I'm going to explain to you why. I'm going to explain to you why I'm still not happy. Now, look, some some of you may just be like, oh, Demi, you're being very negative. Like, it's really great. They have these incredible women, these incredible advocates being part of the VS Collective. Like, it's incredible. They have these, they have these seven women. Okay. Yeah, they are. All these seven women are amazing. This is nothing against them at all. Why is it the VS Collective? Why is it not Victoria's Secret Angels? Why is it that this diverse group of women why couldn't they be angels why couldn't they be quote-unquote the epitome of beauty of sexy that's what I'm a bit confused about like why is it that this incredible group of women why are they not angels like angels had such a status to them they were seen as you know these are the most fabulous beautiful women the most inspiring women like so many young girls wanted to be these women I didn't have a problem with the whole aspect of Victoria's Secret Angels. I had a problem with the fact that to be an angel, you had to have a certain body type, a certain skin color, a certain sexuality, a certain gender. Like it was just very much like a very set guideline of how to be this unrealistic person. So it's just very much like, when you have this new campaign and it's nothing about what Victoria's Secret is like you know which is about like you know making women feel sexy so 
I don't know. Look, maybe look, maybe people do like the fact that Victoria's Secret now isn't all about, you know, being feeling sexy and all that type of stuff. But sexiness and self-love, that's not that doesn't always have to be about like, oh, I'm being sexy for men. It doesn't have to be about that type of shit. It doesn't always have to be about, you know, this is for the male gaze. It can also be about you just want to feel sexy because you just want to feel motherfucking sexy. You just want to feel motherfucking hot. You just want to, you know, own your body in gorgeous lingerie. So why is it that the Victoria's Secret angels of the past that were skinny, that had a certain body type, they all were, why did they get to be the people in lingerie being sexy? Why can't it be like the diverse group of women we have now for the VS Collective? That's what I'm really confused about. And then as well, so what is the VS Collective and what is the VS Collective then exactly? Like, what are these seven women for? Are they just to be like spokesperson of Victoria's Secret? Are they just meant to be like, Victoria's Secret is great. Thumbs up. Like what, what are, I don't understand. Like what's, what's their actual role? And I understand that this is a slow transition, but I think that if you're like a million dollar company, million, like it's millions and millions of dollars this company is worth, I'm pretty sure anyway. Wouldn't you want to like make sure everything was like set in stone and it had a very clear message of what you are? So that's my first problem. The next problem I have. Oh, this one really pissed me off. Okay, I need to get, I need to get set for this. This is what really pissed me off. Okay. So, so. Victoria's Secret's biggest issue is lack of diversity, in particular with sizes. Okay. And (laughs) that was our biggest argument was that Victoria's Secret had no diversity in sizes. And that is why the angels were so that's, and that's why the Victoria's Secret fashion show was so damaging for so many people because they only had one size models. They all were size six, size eight, maybe size 10. I don't know if anyone size 10, but yeah, very smaller sizes. There was nothing that was even close to being plus size. So that is why I'm so annoyed at Victoria's Secret. You have a new campaign about being inclusive, about being diverse. Yet, when I look at your website, you are still not inclusive. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, so I checked out the Victoria's Secret website just to really see if they are size inclusive and diverse as they claim to be apparently now with this new feminist makeover. And oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Oh my god. So I looked up underwear on the website and apparently they go up to a size 20. But they only have one underwear product for size 20. You can't claim you're size inclusive if you only have one product that is a size 20. That's not how it works. And then I looked at bras and I thought, okay, surely, surely they have size inclusive bras. And it said they go up to a size 22. And I was just like, okay, that's a bit better. That's a bit better. Except they only have two cup sizes for a size 22. How is it that you think 
all size 22 people have either one or the other cup sizes. How do you use it that you think we are, there's only two cup sizes for a size 22? You would never say that about a size 10 or a size 8 person. Like, what? What? This is just pathetic. Okay, I don't understand why you put all this money into this brand new marketing campaign trying to say that we are trying to be better, we are trying to be more diverse, we're trying to be more inclusive, yet still on your website, you are not size inclusive. Like, I don't know about you, but if I was to do a big, massive rebrand on my business, I wouldn't just half-ass it and just like put like a little bit of effort in and think, oh, everyone's going to buy all my shit now. No, that's not how it works. Like, be ready. If you want people to think you're diverse and inclusive and actually practice feminism, don't just tell us about it, fucking prove it. This is such an embarrassing, lame attempt at trying to be hashtag woke, hashtag female empowerment, hashtag, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they're fucking stupid words, but just, it really makes me, it really, really makes me angry. Anyway, there were other items that I looked up on the website to see, surely there was some size inclusivity and of course there wasn't there wasn't at all um the pajamas they only go up to a size 18 like they don't even go up to a size 20 or 22. what what that's don't say you're being inclusive when you only go up to a size 18. that's not inclusive and then loungewear size 18. swimwear size 18. And then even with the swimwear, this isn't, yeah, I did really do my research here. Even with the swimwear, there is limited stock of the size 18. Mm-hmm. So to put in perspective, for bikini tops, there are 382 bikini tops on sale on the Victoria's Secret website. Guess how many of those tops are size 18? Nine. Out of 382 bikini tops, only nine of them are a size 18. And then when you go to bikini bottoms, out of 364 bikini bottoms, 12 are a size 18. Ah! Why would you put so much money and so much effort into this new campaign that apparently is meant to give you this big, beautiful makeover and make you be actually 2021 relatable when you can't even stock bigger sizes it's fucking basic just add a bit of extra fabric to your items bob's your uncle then you're done like oh my god like i know fabric costs a little bit of extra money but you have millions and millions of dollars of your business like oh my god it's so frustrating so fucking frustrating. And the thing is, it's not a hard thing to be size inclusive. Okay, there are many fashion brands out there that are size inclusive and many that have done incredible runways with plus size models, with plus size garments. Okay, this is just to name a few. This is just from the top of my head. So, you know, of course, Savage Fenty, like Rihanna has just done such a 
chef's kiss amazing job at being size inclusive like for fuck's sake at her first runway show she had a pregnant model i think she gave birth like the day after or after the runway show of that the same day like she is diverse as fuck in her runway shows secondly is marco marco did you know in 2018 the designer marco morante i think that's how you pronounce his name he had the entire runway feature trans models like this was the first time in New York Fashion Week history that the entire runway was of trans models. But just in general with his shows, he always features trans models. And yeah, he's had so many incredible trans icons on his runways from Legandra Estranja, Gia Gunn, and also Carmen Carrera. So Marco Marco, easy, inclusivity, trans inclusivity. Yeah, love it. And then of course for size inclusivity again, Chromat. Oh my God. I will always remember the 2019 runway when Erica Hart was featured in that show. So they are a breast cancer survivor and they walked that runway topless. So then you could see the scars from their surgery after having breast cancer. Like that just blew my mind that that was on the runway. That just incredible and plus as well chromat goes to a fucking size 24 26 like victoria's secret don't fucking say that you can't be size inclusive there are many incredible big brands serious fashion labels that are size inclusive it's not rocket science it's not that hard you have the money and the thing is what's really sad is that there are small businesses out there that get a lot of shit because they're not size inclusive enough, but they have very, very limited money. And I know there's like lots of arguments about this and I do get point, I do get the points from both ends. Like, you know, why start a, why start a fashion brand if you can't be size inclusive? But then the other argument is like, you know, they're only small and they eventually will see, they eventually will go up in sizes when they have more money. Like I get both points. But the thing is Victoria's Secret is not a small brand. They have the funds. They have the funds to go up in sizes. You're not a small lady startup that's starting out fresh, that's just learning about size inclusivity, that's just learning about what their market is, that's just learning about what their audience wants to buy, what sizes they want to buy, okay? You are a giant, you're a lingerie giant that has been around for decades. There's no fucking excuse. So don't come out to us with this piss poor campaign and smack on some queer activists and and smack on some incredible women and just use them as bait to bring in your customers that left you. That's just fucking pathetic. Anyway, <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it here for today's episode. Otherwise, I'm going to rant on and on and on and on and on about Victoria's Secret and their lame attempt at being woke as fuck. But anyway, that is it for today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. Make sure you post your Insta story of where you're listening to the podcast. I want to see where in the world you are listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, I do ask you that you give this show a review. Every share, every review helps grow this independent platform. I'll be in your ears again on Friday for another episode of my Let's Chat series. I'm your host, Demi Lynch. Stay nasty, everyone.
We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded.